Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Good day, family, and welcome to On Course with Hart Ramsey. It's Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and you know what happens right now. This is the opportunity for us to pick the brain of the man of God and hear from the heart of God, of course, as talking to the one and only Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am well. Good Lord. There's been a lot that's yeah. been happening. A <laughs> lot. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's start here, uh, because this is kind of a pressing matter that's really been intriguing. This immigration situation happening in the United States that, you know, Donald Trump, when he started uh, running for president, one of his uh, big tenets was, we're going to build a wall. Right. And, you know, he did all of these things. And so the wall hasn't been built, but the immigration issue has been major. And this week we've now seen uh, just something outrageous where now children are literally being separated from their parents at the borders. They're being put in different um, holding places. There's even talk that uh, some of the, the places that they're being held are like uh, cells or like kennels for dogs. Um, and naturally, he's defending this while every first lady that's living, including his first lady, is speaking out against this. First of all, what do we make of Donald Trump, immigration, and these families being separated? You know, um, it's been for me... Uh that you know, certain issues when they come up, you 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 immediately take to social media or even have a conversation with people around you right. about about how you felt about it. This particular issue, it took me a minute to wrap my mind around a policy um, that would call for something like that. Now, I want I want to make a differentiation quickly between um um a policy and a law because you know that's the issue that that's coming up. Right. He's saying it's the law. It's not the law. Right. It's a it's a policy. A policy is a course of action or means to get to an end that's implemented by government. In other words, it's not a law. It's just something we do that's supposed to be within the law. Mm. A law is something that in a democracy is on the books because it's been it's been enacted by Congress. Both houses of Congress have approved it. This has not been approved. This is something that his administration has put in place. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, I posted a video today um, from March 2018 where um, General Kelly, when he, when he was in charge of Homeland Security, he said he, he said this is a course of action that they had decided upon to deter people coming to the United States illegally. Now, now let's just say, um, let's just say that a, a family is coming to the United States, Gerard, and they, they, they know the right way to do it, they qualify to do it the right way, uh, and then they do it. That's that's one thing. But let's say they, they're, they're in a desperate situation, the only course of action is to flee their country to look for better life. Right. They decide to come to the United States and take a chance to do it illegally. They get caught. Our government has decided that the punishment for that is to take their children from them and to put them in homes of strangers. Mm-hmm. 
and they never see them again for, for God knows. And they do it with babies. The youngest that they've, they've seen is an eight month old. Here's the problem with that. The problem with that is once we stoop that low, that's a human rights violation. Right. Because the first thing we didn't do was to speak to the desperate condition that caused them to flee. Most of the people in America today were immigrants. We are here. Listen, we all were immigrants. Go, you go back far enough. And if you're not Native American, you your family came here under some kind of migration. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and then we, we're betraying. Uh, people with the Statue of Liberty, which still invites people to bring their their lost and their their hurting and their and they that come to us. We're the beacon of light. What is going on? And so that's this for me. I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been through Donald Trump, and I, you know, and, and a lot of people, a lot of the people who um, you know, it's unfortunate, and, and God knows. I, I try to be. I'm a very gracious person when it comes to dealing with people. Yes. But when but when you start when you can support. When you can find cause and reasons, a plausible explanation to explain this kind of behavior, now my problem is not with Donald Trump, it's with you. Mm -hmm. Because if, because here's the thing, the Bible speaks of not just the people who do wrong, but the people the Bible says who rejoice in them that do wrong. Right. You want to build wow. a wall on the, on the southern border, that's one thing. Build, build your stupid wall, but but what you're doing to families, to me that's an invasion, it's... I don't care. If you say, well they, well, they wrongly deserve it. Well, suppose God gave us all what we deserve. Right. And they right. don't, and no one deserves to be separated. If, you, if, you, if you're going to lock them up for breaking the law, then lock them up as a family. Right. That, that is to me, is, it, we stoop low. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to say this, I'm going to get it all out while I'm talking. We are, we are on a collision course with judgment. The United States mm -hmm. of America has an impending slap on the wrist at least, and at most, a devastation in our future based on the way we've treated the world. Not mm -hmm. just one group of people. Forget what we're doing to the people that live here. Forget right. forget the, the way we treat, um, forget um, mass incarceration and, and the, uh, um, the high school to prison pipeline. Forget um, the way um, people of color are being treated. Forget the fact that we, that we neglect our poor and, and we, we're, um, we're making it where people are going to be uninsured. And we could when we could take care of our people that need need uh, health care. Forget right. that, that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. Forget all that. Forget mm -hmm. all that. If, if you look at if you look at just what we have done to the rest of the world, not even to our own people, we are we're on a collision course. And 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 you can claim it that we're Christians and listen. First of all, I'm, I have a problem with this Christian thing that we talking about too. Because if, yeah. if, they, if they're Christian, Gerard, I'm not a Christian. We're, we're in trouble. We're in I, trouble. I, am, I, I follow Jesus Christ. I, I, my soul craves the Christ of the Bible. This right here that they're doing, and, and some people say, well, you know, Pastor, my problem is, is that I'm not into politics. Can we just talk about the Bible? If your biblical theology does not address politics, it's a lie. That's right. That's because right. politics is power. Yeah. You look it up in the dictionary, the word politics speaks to power. And if the, if the Bible, if you if your theology does not address the powers that be and how they do business on a day-to-day -day basis, then it's not real. You can't be a Christian on Sunday and then be whatever you are the rest of the week. You can't be Republican or Democrat, for that matter, or Independent or Green Party, or whatever you are. You can't be that. You, you're a believer or you're not. Right. And so you you didn't ask me all that, but I had to get it out. <laughs> no, it's, it's important. And particularly, there, there, there's some great irony to this. Today, uh, back in 1885, the Statue of Liberty actually arrived in New York City from France today. 
and we have this foolishness going on right now. And so I, I just sit back and I wonder a lot about this and then couple this with some recent news, which, again, when you were speaking about the issue with human rights, uh, the U.S. is actually expected to withdraw from the United Nations Human Rights Council. You know what, man? This is crazy. You know, let me. I'm gonna tell you, Gerard. Let me, this, this is what people need to see. And I'm. I'm let me get to Revelation. I, I. I think we've done maybe four podcasts where I've, I've addressed this very thing I'm about to address again. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are into uh, eschatology, mm-hmm. in, that means end time events. If you are a prophetic person, if you're looking at the pro- God's prophetic timetable, yeah. there are nations or parts of the world you, you need to keep your eye on. Right. The first one is Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel is is, is the, the imagery of Israel in Scripture is the fig tree. Okay. As the fig tree goes, so goes the rest of the world. But then the other parts beside the, the Middle East, that, that, that part we call the Holy Land, is you have to keep your eye on Gog and Magog, I'm going to tell you who they are in a minute, and the King of the East. Mm-hmm. Okay? You, do you think it's, it's a coincidence, Gerard? Let me add to this. I've said this before, that America is not mentioned, is not even alluded to in the book of Revelation. Wow. Okay? Now, this is important. Here's why. Because our sitting president is serving under the cloud of a conspiracy or collusion between him and, and Russia. Let me tell you that's important. Because when you look at the nation of, of, the, of the, uh, the nations that make up what's called Gog and Magog, from, from, from the understanding of, of just basic theology, that's a reference to Russia and maybe Iran. Wow. So th- that's, that's, that's the Russian-Iran accord. That's Gog and Magog. Wow. The king of the east is China and his, his Asian allies, which could be North Korea, wow. um, J- Japan. Do you see what I'm saying? We don't know. But what we do know is, is that what this president is doing is, number one, he's he's buddied up with Gog and Magog, which is Russia. Right. Um, it's interesting. Russia is for Iran, but we're against Iran. Right. That, that that puts us, but Russia is committed to Iran because they go back years. America is only two hundred something years old, but Gog and Magog—they've been around for a long time. Wow. Okay. Now, over here, the King of the East, who's China, we just—he just did this weird thing with King Jong Un, and 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 you look at this, and people look at it and thinking that uh, he's just uh, he should win a Nobel Peace Prize. These idiots don't even realize that he's setting us up for exactly what the Bible talked about. And let me tell you something about prophecy while I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. People think that when God prophesies something, he's saying he's saying it's going to be like that because it's supposed to be like that. He's No, he's not saying it's supposed to be like that. He says that's the way it's going to be. We have wow. to question how does it get like that? Wow. It, sometimes it gets like that because of people like Trump. Wow. So what when, when, when prophetic word is is, is, is is given is not saying this is the way the Lord wants it. It's saying this is the way the Lord sees it. Wow. And, and and so be careful with prophecy because people think like, because what the Lord said, you know, in prophecy, we see this and this isn't happening. It doesn't mean that God is making it happen. It means that God knows it's going to happen. Right. And so what this man is doing is uh, uh, as it relates to uh, especially the human rights uh, uh, initiative in, in the UN, what he's doing that bothers me is that he's backed out of everything that that made us, that gave us a seat at the table. Mm. You right. see this happening? Right. So, so not only, and the crazy, crazy thing is, 
It wasn't that we were just a guest at the table. We were the head. We we're sitting we at the head of the table of everything they're backing out of. That's right. We, we're abdicating our position. We're giving the lead to other people. And he's doing it across the board. It's not the, first, it's not the fourth thing in a year that he's right. backed us out of. And so these nations, these other nations who've, who are not accustomed to leading, they're going to take a lead. And, and I'm going to tell you who's, what's happening. Pay attention to the king of the east. Pay attention to China. Mm. Because before all this happened, China was buying a property in the United States. A lot of, a lot of our debt to China, man, um, uh, China owns so much property in the United States. After a while, for all we know, we are in the book of Revelation, but we're under a different flag. Wow. Wow. Let me say this to the people that are listening to this podcast. I want to help you out. I was stationed in a sovereign nation. When I was in the, when I was in the United States Army as a soldier, I was stationed in the sovereign nation of Germany for five years at, under an occupying army. Okay? We were an occupying force. Why? Because a man named Hitler hmm. rose up and did some crazy stuff around the world. Right. And particularly, particularly to the Jews who lived in his nation. Right. They were they were Jewish by birth, but they were German by nationality. Wow, most of them were, and he did this stuff, and and the the, the backlash from what he did caused the the, the nation to take a, a secondary role in in national events, in, in world events, and then they were occupied, but by, by not just us, but every, but there were peacekeeping forces in Germany. The Americans were there, uh, the Russians were there, the, the French were there. Different armies lived there. I, I lived there for five years. Wow. And those people were subject, uh, when it came to certain territories, they were subject to us. Right. And don't think it can't happen to America. Wow. I think, I think right now more than anything, Gerard, I think what we need to do as a people of God is, number one, we need to be praying. Right. But let's be specific, man. Yeah. We, you know, we need to be asking God, but we want the will of the Lord to be done. Right. Um, we want the will of the Lord to be done. And I believe that, 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 um, Donald Trump came into power um, for two reasons. One of the reasons I believe he came into power is because America has a sickness that we were lying about. Ooh. We were lying. We were calling ourselves the post. We were saying America is in the post-racial era, we, and we weren't. We did say that. The, the systems, the systems of, of um of um Oppression are still in place. Right. They were working, and they're working in the dark. They're working covertly. And Donald, Donald Trump comes out with his, with his dog whistles and his different um, bigotry and, and biases, and he brings the whole thing. And this is who we are. People say, I just can't believe uh, we're better than this. No, we're not better than this. We've never been better than taking children from their parents. They did it to us slaves. That's true. Wow, that's true. We're better than, we're better than these internment camps. We did it to the Japanese. Right. You know, as far as far as uh, as, as um, wiping out of people, not caring for them, we did it to the Indians. So we're not better than this. This is who we are, and God is dealing with who we are. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled "True Story," featuring the lead single "It Is So." Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. 
Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now... A word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. Yeah! There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. To receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. I know you're going to dig this. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Off my soapbox again. No, this 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 is actually really good because I think again, you know, you raise up an interesting point because a lot of us have said, you know, we're better than this. I remember during the elections, I completely brushed off the idea of Donald Trump becoming president because my thought was, we're better than this. And it's interesting how, you know, a lot of us can look at what's presented and go we're better than this and we just happen to be seeing a really good picture it's almost like the person who you know gets on instagram and uses their best filters and they put on their best clothes and they get all the right lighting for a great picture and so you think oh wow they're gorgeous they're cool i can't wait to meet them and then when (laughs) you meet them you can't recognize them yeah catfish (laughs) yeah i mean literally that's what's happening with our country is we're being catfished uh, because we thought we were better and we we've been looking at each other through rose colored glasses. And, you know, so we had a, a great presidency with uh, Barack Obama. And so many felt like, oh, this racism thing is over. All the other stuff is in the past and it's proving not to be. So here's the question, because you said that it's important for Christians to pray uh, regarding these situations. But. I wonder if part of the reason that Christians can't pray is our focus is not quite on that. Or am right. I wrong? Well, you know, I think Gerard, there's so many, there's so many things to, to speak to. This is so um, for me personal, because I, again, I'm dealing with so many people mm-hmm. who 
are Christians who believe in God, who believe in Christ, who've accepted Christ, who've been living for the Lord, and then they hear the voice of, of the evangelicals and the people who are supporting us, and they're wondering, wait a minute, did, did I see this whole thing wrong? Right. And so they, they don't even know, they, the prayer is not on their minds right now. What's on their minds is to make sure that they're not a part of something that 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 is what they thought it was not. Um, I, I'm counseling with a. I'm, I'm, I say counseling is past counseling now. I'm actually having a, 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 a spirited discussion with a young man that was a member of this church. He left. Um, he left some years ago and went out to Hollywood um, to pursue an acting career. Mm-hmm. A, a gifted and intelligent gentleman. And um, when all this started to happen, he began to really question his faith because of the, the of the support of the church. Mm-hmm. And so now. Um, his thing is, I mean, he's 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 actually sided in with people who are questioning the historicity uh, of the of the scriptures. I mean, wow. and you know that there's a whole school of thought out there that's saying that um, some things in the Bible cannot be validated historically. Hmm. And so I've been I've been having this conversation with him, and I had to switch hats from being a pastor to being an apologist, and and actually had to um take the time to, just to be on the same page with him and read some of the stuff that he sent to me so I could I could argue intelligently. Yeah. And and what happened in this situation is now here's a young man that um that he he really feels as if that um he again with the argument of the slave master's religion. Mm. And so I find myself circling back to have to defend the faith to people who who are questioning the faith because of the stuff that's happening today. Yeah. And and the, the thing that bothers me is the evangelicals the evangelicals, black and white evangelicals, who 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 um, whose school of thought is this is the right thing to do, that the way they're doing it is the right way. They don't understand the damage that they're causing to people, especially um, people who just got saved. Another young lady, she happens to be white, and she'll share with me, she said, Pastor, this is confusing me. Yeah. She just got saved. And she said, I'm confused because um, she's looking at the situation, and she's looking at all things that's happening, and she said, I don't know the Bible, but I know right from wrong. Right. And this is not right. And so how can God be for this? And I have to explain that this is not God. This is people. Mm-hmm. And and a lot, of, a lot of it, let me tell you something. We have to be careful because um, what's going to end up happening is God is going to have to deal with his church. Right. God's issue is not, Gerard, with the sinners. Sinners are going to sin. Right. They're going to see it wrong. They're blind, the Bible says. The God of this world has blinded their minds. Right. So if they can't see, they're going to bump into stuff. They're going to knock stuff over. They're going to call right, wrong, and wrong, right. Mm-hmm. But for the church who have, who have the light of the world, who are the light to the world, right. for the church who have the light of scriptures, the entrance of that word giveth light. It gives understanding to the simple. Mm-hmm. So we can't even claim simplicity. Because we have the light of Scripture. Scripture tells us what's right. right. And then for us to do this, that means we're doing this against our better judgment. We, the people who think, who are saying they think this is right, they're lying. Yeah. And they know they're wrong. So what does God do? As a father, according to Hebrews 12, he has to come in and he has to chasten his church. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I've learned. God will chasten with his word at first. But when we, don't, when we do not respond to the chastening of the word, he uses adversity. If we don't respond to adversity, he uses persecution. So he starts with his word, he moves on to adversity, and if we don't respond to those, he will use persecution. And look what's happening. There are people right now who hate the church because they, they can't differentiate between the evangelical mindset and the normal Christian mindset. Right. They don't, they don't know that, that most of us have a compassion and a love for, the, for these people who, who are right now the least of those. They're the least of those, man. If you leave everything you have in your country and you come to the border, if, you, if, if you're if you in a struggle of, of, of um, some, you're in some kind of crisis, mm-hmm. 
and you're being treated like like a nobody, that's not that's not the way of Jesus. That's no. not the way of the Lord. No. And so how should we pray in answer to your question? We need to pray for the church. Yeah. Not for the government. We need to pray for the church yeah. that God would weed out the the tear. Because at this point right now, there are people who are they, they are they're in us, but they're not of us. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. They are among us, yeah. but they don't come from us. I'm telling you right now, there are people right now in, in this crazy mentality that, that this is the way of the Lord. I heard Jeff Sessions mm -hmm. stand up and quote scripture. With a very snarky smile on his face as well. Man, just these people, man. You know what? This, I, I just, you know, and, and um, I, I wrote a friend of mine, um, last night and i said to him i said man listen help me i need help with this because mm -hmm. you know he's among those uh what i call the powerful elite he's he's um uh, one of the brothers that he serves around some very influential people mm -hmm. and he knows uh personally uh, several of the people that sits on the president's council wow and i said to him i said man i've never felt so hopeless as it relates to expecting things to turn in an administration, I said, man, am I seeing this right? I mean, give me, I asked him to say, encourage me, man. Mm -hmm. And his response was, he said, I'm right there with you. Wow. He said, I'm right there with you. He said, he said um, I'm, and he told me this, he said, I'm a, a glass half full kind of person. Mm -hmm. He said, but right now, I just don't know. And he said, he said, he and he just encouraged me to remain a voice. He told me, do not lose your passion. Do not, um, he said, "Don't go silent on us." Yeah. He, you know, he, he, he of course, he advised me not to, um, not to hate them. I said, "Well, you know, hate is not a part of my nature." Right. But what I do hate is the fact that they misrepresent the Lord, mm -hmm. they misrepresent the church, yeah. and they, they they misrepresent what we believe and what the Lord teaches. Right. Right. You you covered a lot there, and it's th those are some things that I think we, we do need to address. One of them is that issue of confusion, um, yes. and and it and I would dare say that it's not just for new believers. Uh, right. I remember kind of my first encounter where I kind of went, wait a minute. Um, I, you guys have heard I've been at, I was at a multicultural church for years and right. going there during the, you know, first, uh, Obama election was eye opening, you know, it was eye opening because sure it's a new experience when you've worshiped for years with, you know, people of your own hue, but when you worship with folks from another hue, everything's fine till we get to this kind of stuff. Right. And for me, it was just kind of like, wait a minute. Like how I thought we all believed the same thing. And right. as things began to progress in terms of, you know, we started seeing the, uh, the black lives matter movement and so many other things, the lines became very distinct you yeah. know, and there were some things that I even went through there personally, which I had never gone through at a church before, strictly because of the color of my skin, which right. made me go, wait a minute, how is it possible that we're supposed to be serving the same God and yet we're so separate? So here's a crazy question, because 
for for many, you know, we're, we're seeing this divide along racial lines, along, you know, social lines. Uh, does this make a case for, I hate to use this term, but for segregated worship? Mm, no, you know, that's a great question, Gerardo. Let me answer it like this. Mm-hmm. It makes a case for authenticity in our worship. Mm. It makes a case for us making race and culture and status and different things secondary to the fact that we are the body of Christ. Let me tell you what this is. It's a challenge from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Historically, now let, I'm going to take you back and show you something. You use the word confusion and, and, and I use the word and then you may mention it and you said something powerful. You said it's not just among the newly saved, it's not among the, the newly initiated into the faith. Mm-hmm. Confusion is this word that literally means um, being perplexed, having a lack of peace, mm. um, a, a, a deeper explanation is not being able to reconcile what I thought with what I see. Wow. And now here's the, the problem now. Uh, so the Apostle Paul goes to, um, in, it's, it's in Galatians chapter 2, he's writing to the, the Galatians, and the problem is, is that he, taught, he tells a story of, um, he was there hanging out with them, Peter was with him, mm-hmm. and um, when when the, when people came down from Jerusalem, some of Peter's friends came down from Jerusalem to see what was going on. Peter, who was having a good time with the, with the Gentiles, pulled away from them because he didn't want his people to look at him some kind of way. Right. But when Peter did that, the Bible says, Paul said that Barnabas saw Peter do it, so he got confused, so he did it too. Wow. And so what Paul did, instead of getting sucked into the confusion, what does he do? He calls it out. Hmm. And as he says, to, he says a couple of things to Peter. Number one, he says this. He said, first of all, you're lying. He called it dissembling in, in the King James. He said, you're lying. Here's why you're lying. He said, he said not that you told a lie, you're living a lie. Mm-hmm. He said, because before these brothers came from Jerusalem, you were here dancing and eating with them and, and doing everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. When these brothers came, they pulled away. He said, you're a hypocrite. He called out his hypocrisy as a lie. Mm-hmm. So, the, so there's a confusion, Gerard. And so the, you you've been a part of a church that was a a, a, a multi uh, ethnic or yeah. we say multicultural. There's no such thing. I don't, I've never seen a multicultural church in America. You're right. We're multi ethnic, multi racial. Right. Mm-hmm. But if to be multicultural, that means you have to you have to acknowledge my culture and my culture has to be a part of the worship too, not just yours. Right. Okay. Right. So 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 I'm that's another that's another day. Yeah. But so so in a, in a situation like yours. Um, the confusion is, is that you got to, your whole thing was you saw them behave in a certain way, and then when certain political things came up, then then they backed away and and, and kind of went to their corner. Sure. And what confused you was you trying to figure out which one is right. right. What you, what you, you didn't enter the equation is they were lying. Wow, it's hypocrisy. And here's what we have to understand about hypocrisy and lies. They they're not they doesn't they, they don't define us. It's not our identity. It's a work of the flesh. You could be in the flesh or you could be in the spirit. Wow. But what has to happen is we, we, what we tend to do is identify the person as a liar, as a hypocrite. I do it too. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. Really, what they're, they're under attack. Their flesh is dominating and, and ruling out or, or pushing out the spirit. And what needs to happen is we need to tell them you are better than that. Right. That's not who you are. Right. That's not who you're made to be. You have not so learned Christ. The Lord has taught you to love people regardless of what their struggle is. Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard John Gray say something the other week that's powerful. He said, you know, I, mean, I was talking to a friend of mine again last night. He was talking about how even with, with people who, are, who have um, um, six, same-sex identity challenge, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we want them to, you need to change, you need to change. Man, let's, they need to live first. Right. Why, why can't we just keep them alive long enough right. so we could get them uh, um, help? What we try to do is we try to kill people uh, if they don't uh, uh, conform to what we think is right, not understanding that real change happens from the inside out. Right. Right. Okay, so so speaking to the confusion issue again, real fast, I'm gonna wrap it up. The confusion issue is is that we're confused because what we're seeing is hypocrisy. We're seeing lies being lived out. They're living lies. Wow. There are people who are confessing one thing and doing another. And confusion, technically, in hist and historically in Scripture, is a judgment of God. The first time we saw it. Wow. It was in Genesis it was in Genesis 11. You remember that? Right. The tower? Right, 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 right. God saw he confused it was the judgment of confusion is what God brought when when the languages um when when multiple languages came out of one mm -hmm. and he did it because the people were going in a direction that was not pleasing to him. Right. So what he did was he sent confusion among them to slow their pace. Right. Oh. And to split them up so he could deal with them. Wow. And so, and so, so that's the one thing you have to understand about confusion. It is, it is a judgment of God. It, it, um, and 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 I think, I think for us, we're, you know, we will say, "Well, I'm so confused." No, we're not confused. We're disappointed. There's a difference. Mm. We're just, we, we, we know what we're seeing. Yeah. We don't know why. That's what confuses us. Why would they do that? Because they're people, right. and because all along they had been lying. Right. I don't have a, a racist bone in my body. Well, God just brought that whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> right. He brought all you know, the bones I out. All people, I think all people are equal. Well, now we see for sure. Right. You know, right. Uh, um, I remember um, my, 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 my daughter, one of my twin daughters, um, she was dating, dating a, a white guy. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't know what happened, but I think they, they broke up. Uh, but my thing was, initially, I, I, t I tell people, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But but then when you think wait, wait so, 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 he dumped you, I'm starting to you. Hold up, a white boy dumped you. What's going on? <laughs> you know, see, we have to. We all have to deal with with parts of our convictions and beliefs that have never been tested. Right. They've never been tested. We we quit to say what we are and what we. They've never been tested, and so I believe for some people their 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 faith in the lord is being tested and they're failing the test and then other people who are really really going through a transition they're wrestling with what they thought they believed and who they thought they had become yeah i hope this is making sense Gerard. I hope, it I hope is no this is this is good and i think it's a great conversation um for us to have and for people to hear because i do genuinely believe that there are a lot of people right now who are uncertain and maybe it is disappointment that they're seeing with what they thought uh being a christian was and right. what others are displaying it to be uh, on a lot of levels but particularly when it comes to you know what's happening from an immigration standpoint from a human rights standpoint and the human rights piece is peace goes in a lot of directions um right. it's scary to think that the least compassionate people in these situations are people claiming to be Christians. It's quite scary to watch. And so, can I, yes. Can I add something real quickly? Sure. This is, I think, you know, um, on a theological note, I believe that because the church in America, the Western church, has preached the law mm -hmm. as the gospel for so long, 
that what we're seeing is we're seeing a legalistic mentality of uh, coming out of the evangelical camp, which is not which should not be new to us because for a long time we've preached the law right. as grace. We we have actually preached a new revised version of the old covenant. And so so what they're being is legalistic. Wow. You know? And, I'm, and I'll be honest with you, this thing about building the wall, I don't even heard about this. This is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, so the avocado growers in California, you heard about this? No. So, so okay, so, so um, the, the crackdown on immigration coming across the border, right. and these people coming over and doing, they're working our fields. Right. And so now they have an avocado harvest and no one to pick the avocados. Wow. Because because the undocumented people who would come and, and do the work are no longer available. And the Americans who will say, well, are they taking our jobs? They're like, I ain't picking no avocados. Wow. The <laughs> so, irony. The irony of this. And, and again, uh, uh, this whole thing is confusing to some. God is not the author of confusion. Right. He's the author of peace. Right. And, I, and I believe that in the end, we're going to see what, what is happening. Uh, I, I, I dare say that the Lord, um, he's, not in, he's not in control as we think that well, God is in control. He's not in control. Nothing. He's sovereign. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign. But right now, man is in control because God allows it for this season is because it's necessary. And whatever man touches... He contaminates, he destroys, he tears down, and pray for the United States of America because um, by the time we go back to the polls again, we're gonna be a different nation. This is very, very true. What a what a session, and I really hope you guys will share this with your friends and loved ones and have conversations about this because I think there's a lot here for us to unpack. So do us a favor. We would love to hear what those conversations are like and what those questions are that you might have. So you can reach out to us in a few ways uh, on social media, share your content and your comments with us by using the hashtag either heart to heart, that's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T, or you can use the hashtag on course definitely be sure to reach out to us also be sure to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe to it rate it and download it as well on itunes and google play and join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey